To another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Alex. All right. Oh. And because you demanded it, dear listener, we have all four of the Podmen back. Look at well, that. Well, welcome back, Alex. We've, we've missed you for about, uh, I don't know, maybe it's been like five episodes, but it feels like about 15. Yeah. Well, at our rate, that's like six months. That's yeah, true. That is like an episode time. a month. Yeah. We're, well, we're at episode 196. That road to Ooh. 200 is closing in on us, guys. I feel pretty Ooh. good. We got six months to record four more episodes. <laughs> we can do it. We and then we can it. shut it down. Is it going to be the series finale? The, yeah, no, 200 is definitely the series finale. That's when, is Brian, it? you do your wrestling podcast. Uh, PMR, you get into your PM rants. <laughs> I, think uh, we just, I think we just do a reboot after that. You know? uh, yeah, with new cast members? No, no, no. Same, same. No, we're, no, we're we're pulling we recast a we're, PMR. We're pulling a DCU. It's like Just we recast. may re, we recast maybe one person, but we keep the rest. And that's that's just what we do. I think, Alex, we all know which one person you're referring to. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's asking to be recast. Ah, uh, you know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We we actually have. We were saying in the green room. We actually have a movie that we all four of us have seen. And all four of us are here, so this is pretty fantastic. Uh, but before we get into the, the movie reviews, I think we do have a little bit of news. All right, hot off the presses uh, today. Uh, Brian, I'm not sure if the, was this originally a leaked trailer and then Sony put it out, or was this just something they're like, here you go, people, because you demanded it. No, I think it was scheduled because the poster released as well. Ah, okay. so well, it was supposed. The trailer was supposed to release on Wednesday, so yeah, the trailer was leaked today, and Sony just said, "Fuck Let it, it go." All right, well, because they know how many people are out there craving for a little uh, craving uh, the hunter. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Brian, what's this movie about? Is this? <laughs> does anybody have any idea? Uh, well, I mean, in true Sony form, they've they've completely like bastardized the character again. So you've got you mean, you mean Craven don't have radioactive lion's blood? <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He does yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, in the comic, in the com- yeah, in the comic, he doesn't have that. Surprisingly, wow, what? Surprised. Yeah. So basically, what? they've taken uh, Animal Man uh, and stapled his origin essentially onto Craven the Hunter. Oh, okay. Oh. And Craven the Hunter is not a hunter at all. <laughs> like, it's his dad would hunt, you know, big game. And uh, so now the son uses those animals to fight on his behalf. Yeah, he, <laughs> Much like Animal Man. Yeah. The, the son is also not Russian either. The dad's Russian, but the yeah. son has not picked up on the Russian accent. <laughs> no, well, not at all. Well, who, is the dad Zeus? I guess he's more vixen. Than he is, uh, than he is animal man. Does he? He kind of. I didn't. I watched the trailer, but I didn't listen to it. That's how much I care. Uh, so I didn't. no, no, no. no. But, oh but no, he's he's Land Aquaman. That's what he is. Oh, okay. No, but, he can talk to. Well, he's Land Aquaman. Yes. Is he? Is he Russell Crowe? Is it Russell Crowe's dad? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So man, Russell Crowe got paid. <laughs> he got paid. Yeah, he pulled a Michael Caine. He's getting a beach home somewhere or another. Oh, another yeah. beach home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so what did y'all think about this trailer? Did y'all think it was as ridiculous as I thought? Yeah. So essentially, I think we're in the world of okay. They've seen how how popular the boys is, so they're like, how do we market this? Let's go R. And let's go kind of over the top with some of the killing. And so it's a little bit John Wickish, maybe a little bit uh, the boys, maybe a little uh, bit Morbius, just for good measure, just for good measure. Yeah. So and and nobody asked for any of it. Hmm. No. So no. And at the I mean, at the he's killing people with bear traps. You know, he huh? bit one guy's nose off and spits it out the window. You know. Wow. It's. I have and you could they could have saved this character for a Spider-Man movie because they actually would have probably would have if they would have done the original character from the comic books and used him in a Spider-Man movie it probably would be pretty good even even the way he uh, hunted down Spider-Man in the comic book he was hired yeah. by J. Jonah Jameson I mean that would have been better than this well yeah the Craven's Last Hunt storyline which is one of the most famous like Spider-Man storylines out there uh, we're never getting that. Right, because he's not this. This character's not going to go hunt down Spider Man and try to kill him. Like it's it's a completely different motivation for a character. Well, right? I, yeah, I completely agree. But I will say, I'm kind of excited for this movie. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm no. I'm I'm kind of excited. All right, I've, I've recently <laughs> dived into the world of of B action movies, uh, like Air Force and there's Point. something. Yeah, Air Force One is not a B action movie. We'll get into it, <laughs> but I've like I've watched I, not just that, but it's like I've dived into that little realm a little bit, and I'm like, this looks kind of stupid and fun. Like okay. I'm like I went and saw Morbius, and I had a good time. I was Ooh. drunk, but I had a good time. <laughs> so oh at least I know the formula of how to produce a good time when watching these movies. Okay. And the rhinos, the rhinos going to be in it. The rhinos going to be in it. Craven versus Rhino might not be the matchup I want, but I'll take it. It sounds pretty fun. Oh, Why not? Okay. Is hey. Gibbon not available? Hey, <laughs> listen. Listen. You know, we, oh, we, I'll God. take what I can get. Two I like Alex's zones. attitude. Why just go yeah. in and have fun? Doesn't need to be I, big. At the end of the day, I got across the Spider-Verse two, three weeks ago, and I'm getting Spider-Man 2 the game later this year. A Craven movie is like the cherry on top. It might it's be. Ugh. It might Jared, be like a the Craven it might, movie. It might be the like cra- it might. It might be it's like kind of like the pistachio. On top. It's like a cherry with the. It's like a. It's, it's like, like a, a what? It's like a pistachio. Pistachio. Something. Look, it's pistachio. Hey, what are you doing with the hunter? It's like it's it's like a cherry with the pit still in it on top of your ice cream. Okay, that's I feel like what it is. Gilmore's <laughs> never heard that word before. He's seen it. Stop He's never you. heard anyone use it in a sentence. And so, pistachio. so in his mind, pistachio. In his mind, it's an Italian nut. <laughs> Makes sense. And that's how you pronounce it. Pistachio. Pistachio. <laughs> well, I think Alex has a great attitude. I like it. Oh, my God. It looks fun. He has the vest. He has crossbows and shit. What do you want? 
He threw like a, a movie. He threw a, a movie. He threw a pipe to some guy. I didn't That's want pretty this cool. Movie. I don't think anybody wanted this movie. I, I mean, kind of wanted this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Movie. Who doesn't? Come on, stop bitching. Come on. What? Hey, what's the matter, you? What's the matter? We know it's coming. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. We know it's a final movie. It's, it's a final cinema. <laughs> you try it. Maybe you like it. Oh, that craven. <laughs> that craven, he always leaves me a crying. <laughs> anyway. He's so full of life. All right, so Craven the Hunter, Alex, and Pistachio will be first in line to go see them. <laughs> Well, my bag of pistachios in the cinema. Yeah, I'll oh be my there. God. God. All right. What else we got in the news, Brian? Nothing. Uh, let's see. Big shakeup at Marvel. Lots of movies getting moved around. Oh, boy. Um, so pretty much everything got put, pushed back on the I'm, Marvel slate at least six months to a year. I'm not going <clears> to live to see all these. You know no. that. And they, they aren't <laughs> worth seeing. We've already established that. So you're fine. And... Of of them, they've shifted anything that's Kang related as far back as possible. Oh, he's got some pistachio! Yay, he got a pistachio! <laughs> you got me in the mood. Huh? <laughs> um, so they pushed back Kang the first, the next Kang uh, film. The Kang uh, they pushed it year. back until uh, Jonathan Majors could get out of prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they pushed Dead, Deadpool forward. Like so, Deadpool is now the May movie next year, when it was supposed to be uh, Brave New World, ah. or New World Order, or whatever the Captain America movie was going to be. When is the Captain America movie going to be out? But later in the year, I think it's like the uh, the September, October, November release. So much for the July Fourth release, or whatever it was going to be. Right, right. And so they're <clears throat> they're going to only two films next year. Uh and then this, the schedule sliding a lot. Most of the stuff that was supposed to come out this year is getting pushed into 2025, or in the next like 12 months is going into 2025. So, uh, right. lots of uh, little resets, lots of stuff going on at Marvel. Uh, we'll see, which is probably a, a sign they're not too pleased with. The and phase. also, Anything. pay your writers. Well, it's a writer strike too. So yeah, they can't, even, they can't even do anything. They're well, the interesting is, <laughs> they also said that Deadpool, um, it, and Alex, maybe you can explain this, but even though Ryan Reynolds is in it, he can't ad-lib while they're filming. He has to go by the script. Uh-huh. Son of a bitch. So I guess that's something in their contract, like they have to have a writer on set if he's going to ad-lib. Uh, no, that's just WGA. So what happens is is that the final version of whatever the Deadpool 3 script was is the only version they can use. It's not necessarily a writer has to be on set for him to ad-lib, but that no new material can be produced because that would be breaking the current strike. So nothing can be produced in fairness and, and consideration of the strike. <coughs> the I feel like... The, I was going to say the great news about Deadpool is that you got his whole face covered. They can uh, cover that up in ADR. They can, uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds can be popping off jokes left and right after the writer strikes over. They yep. go ahead he can and add a little bit of post. There you uh, go. Yeah, there you go. And that's probably what will happen. But yeah, I, I feel like of 
all the movies you know that we get, this probably has a, lo- a lot of uh, off the cuff stuff more oh, yeah, than, right. than than most films. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see you know when they settle it. And but yeah, it, with his mouth being covered, yeah, that's a good point, Brad. Um, let's see what else we got. We have oh, did you guys see the thing about the Stan Lee documentary? Yeah, I saw that about old Neil Neil Kirby all being all. Everybody's mad all about it. it. Yeah, yeah, everybody's mad about the Stanley, <clears throat> and it's really the whole Bob Kane Bill Finger thing all all over again. So essentially, uh, apparently in the Stanley, uh, and it's it's footage from all the years. You know, it's it's all these interviews he's done. And all he ever does is say, when I created this, and when I created this, when I did this, when I did that. Just run in his mouth. <laughs> and so, like, somebody said they counted the times he said I, you know, when he was yeah. addressing different characters and stuff. But um, he gave, apparently Kirby was, not, Kirby was referenced as, not as a co-creator, but as a contributor. <laughs> a lapdog. Right? <laughs> a a gopher. Yeah, a gopher. So, yeah, so Kirby, uh, people picked up on it, and then Neil Kirby, who is uh, Jack Kirby's grand, no, 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 Neil Kirby's the son, and then his daughter, I guess, made a statement on behalf of her dad and, and her granddad, uh, basically just saying, you know, like they've completely mitigated Jack Kirby's involvement in all these characters, you know, and and. and the, to the point of, I didn't realize this about the Fantastic Four, but like uh, it, it, Jack Kirby created the Fantastic Four based off the Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers mm-hmm. of the Unknown came for uh, Challengers of the Unknown came first. He went over to Marvel. He created the Fantastic Four, but he named like uh, I think Sue was his mother. Uh, yeah, Reed, yeah, yeah, that's right. Reed was his uncle or something, and then Ben was like his cousin. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, named ben, him ben, ben was his father and Susan was his sister. Yeah. There you right. go. There you go. But then even like Reed was named after somebody, like a like his cousin or something. But but yeah, so essentially, you know, they're uh it's the whole Bill Finger thing, right? And then it's like you wonder how I need to see like in the books, do they do they put, you know, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby? Right. Or does it just say Stan Lee? You know, because for years, Batman was all just Bob Kane, Bob Kane. And now it says created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious. And his lackey, Bill Finger. Well, uh, again, poor Stan Lee. He can't even die in peace. I mean, poor guy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I've said this before. And I, I get the whole creator thing. You know, I think he quoted something like, you know, the, the church hired. Um, yeah. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. To do the statue of David, and but the church doesn't take credit for the Michelangelo statue. You know, I mean, for the uh, statue of David, you know, it's still Michelangelo that did the did the creation. Right, right. So yeah, just because uh, Stan Lee commissioned Kirby to do it doesn't mean that Kirby that uh, Stan Lee created it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it all it all also goes back to the whole work for hire stuff, you know, with uh, yeah. with all you know. That's always such a point of contention in the comic book, you know, right. world. And, but, and it's also like there's the thing of like who wins, who gets the Oscar for best picture, not the director, but the producer. 
the person behind the scenes orchestrating its success and engineering its success. So it's it's one of those it's a complicated ordeal when it really doesn't need to be. But yeah, yeah just let Stanley live in his glory, die in his glory. Well, well like I said before, though, if, if it wasn't for Stanley out there promoting this stuff, right. would any of this stuff been as popular as it was? You know, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a thought. That's a thought. What came first, the chicken or the egg? But then the other thing is, you know, this is, it was compiled from footage from, you know, the 60s and 70s and 80s. And, you know, back then, like, you know, uh, Stan Lee was, he wasn't even, you know, editor-in-chief of Marvel anymore. Like, you know, by the, he was, uh, he was P.T. Barnum at that point, you know? So it's... Uh, I understand the, the it's not like they pulled clips from, you know, 2017 where he's talking about stuff. So, right. I mean, yeah, back then it was viewed in a totally different lens than it is today. And and honestly, Stan Lee was, you know, the the yeah. Walt Disney of the comic book industry. Snorted yeah. a line of coke and go on the Tonight Show. That's right. I didn't say he created so. Spider Man. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve Ditko's just Stanley, sitting at home. Did Stan, did Stan Lee do a lot of coke? I, I would imagine in the seventies. I mean, you've, you've seen yeah, the way he like, dressed, right? Yeah. And the ladies he attracted. Of course, he had to. He did that magazine photo shoot. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. He did a nude photo uh-huh. shoot. Yeah, that well, he was copying the who is he copying? The Burt Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, we know our we know our nude male layouts. <laughs> I can just imagine, I can imagine like ten year old PMR just opening up a magazine and just being like, "Oh my god, Stanley's cock." Stanley's stuff Spider Man or something in front of it. <laughs> I know. I checked. Okay. Uh, uh, what else have we got, Brian? Because we got we got movie reviews, and plus Alex has got some retro reviews for us. I think. So, yeah, so, I do. Uh, yeah, just one other, um, well, a, a half story, I guess. But we've got uh, hot on the heels of, of uh, Flash movie coming out this weekend. Uh, Brave and the Bold announced this director is also going to be Andy. Muschietti. Muschietti. So, it chapter one, it chapter two, and now uh, Flash, and he'll be doing Batman: Brave and the Bold, which probably a pretty pretty solid choice. So, and did they announce uh, James Mangold as well? Is that official? James Mangold as director for Swamp Thing. Uh, I think he's still in talks. Is it? Yeah, that's been. That's yeah, that's right. I forgot. We even talked about that on the last podcast, I think. Nah, probably not. So, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. All right. Uh, and I thought we had a death, but. Um, we do. Uh, do we have anybody of importance? We, we'd have to explain <laughs> it to PMR. Probably it's no me Larry too. Storch. Who? What? It's no Larry Storch. Oh, we got John Romita Sr. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Who are you? I was thinking uh, of Treat Williams. Oh, Treat Williams, yes. Who the fuck is Treat Williams? I saw that, and I was like, who is Treat Williams? Some actor. He's done a ton of stuff. Really? I never heard of him. 
Well, there you go, Brian. He's no, he's no John Romita Jr. or Sr., rather. No. No. All right. Uh, uh, well, with just Tree Williams. Brian, did you know Tree Williams? All right, Tree Williams. All right, Tree Williams. All right, PMR, why don't you walk us through John Romita Sr.'s career? Uh, well, he took over uh, Amazing Spider-Man after Steve Ditko did in the 60s. And uh, there are some people that will say he's the uh, the true Definitive. Spider-Man artist. Yeah, I mean, uh, he created so much with Spider-Man and I would say um, Harry Osborn. I think he created the Harry Osborn and Gwen Stacy. And I mean, his artwork in that in the '60s issues are just incredible. I mean, he was by far, like Brian said, the definitive Spider-Man artist. In, in the 60s and probably the early 70s uh, and before he, he left and did some other stuff. But uh, he's, he's uh, probably my second favorite Spider-Man artist. Wow. Yeah. Who's your, who's your first? Uh, someone that no one else would, would say. Wow. You know who it is, Brian? You know who it is? I assumed you would say Bagley, but I guess not. No. It's an artist in the 70s named Ross Andrews. Mm. Wow. We'll have to look him up. Look, uh, he he did all the Spider-Man work in the uh, mid-70s and the late 70s. He's fantastic. I mean, he's when I think of Spider-Man books, that's the artist I think of. But John Romita Sr. is fantastic. I mean, just... Who, who, who gave Spider Man the Doom buggy in the seventies? That would be Ross Andrews. <laughs> That's what I thought. Hammerhead, yep. these great, yep. great villains. Hammerhead, all that <laughs> stuff. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Well, hey, John Romita Sr. is still around, and he's drawing Spider Man nowadays. I think still right, isn't he? Junior, Junior, what Junior, is Junior. Yeah, and that fucking god awful book. Whoa, yeah, it's pretty bad. Ouch. I hate that book. It's so bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Wow, everybody's turning yeah. on these artists. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, All right. well, screw them. All right, yeah. uh, let's go. Uh, let's go over to our main review, I guess. Unless Brian, you got anything else? What about Treat no. Williams? Yeah, Brian, you want to give a quick uh, Treat Williams retrospective? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a uh, character. He was in tons of stuff. Like he would tons be in stuff, Law and Order or stuff like that. You know, like cameo kind of stuff, but. His big claim to fame was he was in uh, uh, Everwood, mm. so the CW show that ran for where uh, um, Andy Dwyer uh, uh, Andy Dwyer got his start. Uh, Chris, uh, oh really? Chris Pratt. Pratt got his start in Everwood. Oh, how about that? So, yeah. Well, there you go. There's something. Now you can look him up, PMR. Look at that. I will do that. <clears throat> All right. Wow. Well, let's go to the movies now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All four of the pod men have seen uh, The Flash, Andy Muschietti's The Flash, the new director of Brave and the Bulls, supposedly. We'll see if he uh, if he retains his job after the <laughs> after Ooh. after we see how The Flash does in uh, the long term here. That fifty-five point one million dollar opening weekend. Uh, so yeah, when they're counting the point one, 
There's a problem. There's a problem. Oh, so this opened up uh, low, the lowest or like lower than Shazam 2 and everything like that, right? Yeah. Wow. All right. So not lower a lot. Than Black Adam. Doesn't seem to be a lot of love for this picture, although mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it may be a little bit divided out there, that it feels like fans mm-hmm. may like it more than the critics. I'm not sure. Well, I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You got the Snyder versus you know, uh, uh, incels that are so pissed off that the Snyder Snyderverse is ending, you know, that they're boycotting the film. Right. Right. But in actuality, this is, they, they made this film with a lot of cameos to kind of, you know, uh, give them a send off for that universe. Right. So you got, you got the Snyderverse people that are all pissed. Don't want to see it. You got the people that didn't like Snyderverse, that are, uh, that are like, well, shit, I don't like Ezra Miller, and, and so I'm ready to move on. Uh, and then you've got the, uh, I think, people that are just so sick of Ezra Miller and his bullshit. His shenanigans. Right? His shenanigans to where it's, uh, it, it's sad because it's a pretty damn good movie, you know, but you have all of this negative ne- you know they say you know uh no news no uh, press is bad press no this, there's bad press and this has got it mm. so uh, yeah the it, it is far better than its box than its box office you know suggests uh and i think it was one of those things where they it was doomed just couldn't win from his first arrest <laughs> so from his first kidnapping <laughs> the moment he clocked that woman at her house and stole the roast beef sandwich, <laughs> it was all down. Well, well, no, from when he, he choked the lady at Sam's Club. Yeah, well, no. yeah. We choked that woman out at the parking lot. They got it on film. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, so, there's so much. So much. Where he threatened that, threatened that kid what? with Target. <laughs> the first person he hit with a chair in a ballroom fight, the second person he hit with a chair in a ballroom fight. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, they've got to be, they're the true victims. Because yeah. they've got all these outstanding, like, uh, you know, civil cases against them. <laughs> they need that money to pay their bills, yeah. to pay their medical bills. I feel so, like Warner Brothers dressed him up, got him all sobered up, got him all set to walk this red carpet to get this film out. And now we will not see him again. I mean, this will be it. Uh, yeah, it's done. He's over. Uh, yeah, he's done. I mean, I don't. Well, right, and that, even in the that. film, even stuff that happens in the film kind of leads to that, right? Yeah. And, and you know, uh, well, probably rightfully so. I, I see their argument that this is a good movie. This is a good movie. This is a good movie. Just let people see it. Just let people see right. it. It's good, and it is good. It is right. Good. But there's too much baggage. There's too much yeah, baggage yeah. with Ezra Miller. Uh, and and if any and the person that's going to be blamed with this is Ezra Miller. Like it's, I mean, Andy. Uh, I can't say his last name. Pistachio. Uh, yeah. Andy Pistachio. Pistachio. He. Um, how do you say it in, in Italian? Uh, but uh, the uh, he's already been put on probably the 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 crown jewel right. of you know of this phase, Batman: oh, Brave and Bold. You know, he gets yeah. to introduce the whole Batman family. So the one that, yeah, Ezra Miller's the one that's going to get blamed and, and, you know, dinged for it. And, and his other franchise is dead too. You know, Fantastic Beasts yeah. is dead too. So it's like, what, uh, Just, what's he going to be? He's going to get into trouble if he can't keep busy. 
The well, here's the thing. I don't hand for the devil's him, playground. Him, we'll Mel Gibson, and Shia LaBeouf need to team up and, and uh, do a buddy comedy. Make a franchise. We'll, do, we'll, we'll get a great documentary on Ezra Miller one day. There you go. It's going to be awesome. The, the problem is, is he was the weak part of this movie. I mean, he truly, he, he could not carry this movie if it wasn't for Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman. I don't know. I just... Before we get it, I mean, so this movie is basically Flashpoint uh, from the comic books and the animated movie. Uh, and they, they, you know, took some liberties uh, moving away from the original source material, but they kind of kept true to the fact that the Flash discovers he can go back in time and he wants to go save his mother and father who's in jail for his mother's uh, murder. And when he does that, everything screws up. And that's kind of what happens in the comic. He either creates or goes into a different universe and things like that. Uh, so that within itself, I mean, that storyline to the layman, I mean, that, it's a challenge to bring that to the big screen, I would think, right? To, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. we're, uh, people are used to it because of the Spider-Verse or whatever, or uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you get into multiverses, it was pretty jam-packed with kind of information. And I thought it did a pretty good job blending kind of the original source material and then tying together the, you know, the end of the Snyderverse and bringing in Bat, uh, you know, Michael Keaton Batman as well as other stuff at the end and all that stuff. I thought it was done pretty cleverly. Cleverly? Yeah. <clears throat> the, the divergence in what happened to the comics in this is, the Batman stuff is way darker. It's not Bruce Wayne. It's Thomas Wayne, and Bruce was killed on Crime Alley. And that's probably the best like Batman story in the last you know, 15 years is uh, uh, Flashpoint Batman, uh, because what happens with Martha and, and Thomas Wayne since Bruce is the one that died, right? Uh, <clears throat> so I would highly recommend you read that. The other thing that kind of spun out of the Flashpoint comic book was they did, um, and it would be, uh, pretty kick-ass if the Snyderverse wasn't, you know, dead. But uh, they did the war between uh, Atlantis and, yeah. and uh, Paradise yeah. Island, right? The Amazons versus the, the Atlanteans. Right. And uh, so it got, it was kind of political. It was Aquaman versus Wonder Woman. It kind of got deep into their lore and their characters. And, and that would have been a pretty cool, like, you know, uh, uh, film to move into. But Again, like, yeah, none of that. I think when Flashpoint was originally pitched, it was going to be like the okay, everything kind of blows out of this, and then once they realized no, no. Snyderverse is done, <laughs> they started like they yeah. started like scaling back on it to where yeah. it was just the one film. So, <clears throat> so it opens up, and uh, we see the Snyderverse. We get a little bit of maybe Ben Affleck as Batman. We're not really <laughs> sure if it is him or not. Uh, but it's him as Bruce Wayne, and we get a little bit of uh, uh, what's her face, Wonder Woman, and kind mm -hmm. of a, a neat little opening action scene. CGI you know may what? be a little I'm, wonky. I'm sorry, mm. I, I honestly thought the opening scene was just terrible. I, I did not like I, I thought the movie's heading down a bad path at the first 20 minutes of it. I didn't like the wasn't really crazy about the Snyderverse people. They just seemed like they were just like there for a paycheck. Just kind of like Wonder Woman was with the, the last Shazam movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I am kind of sick of her bugging for the camera. Oh, she loves uh, to bug yeah. for the camera, doesn't she? I mean, I'm kind of getting sick of that 
fucking song. Me too. I mean, oh my god. And the uh, the sets looked really cheesy. I mean, there was that scene where there was that scene where uh, Ben Affleck is playing Bruce Wayne. He's at his car. He's the only car on the city street. And he gets in his car and he pulls away. And he's driving so slow down the road. It's like you can tell it's a it's a it's a set. There's no other car. Right. He's slowly pulling away. You know, he's in this like Maserati or something, but you know, he's like slowly going. Just, that's that's what broke the immersion for PMR. Not the man yeah, moving yeah, at the I, speed of no, light. Just, <laughs> the empty street. Someone driving cheesy. slowly. It looked like a CW show. It looked like a cheesy. I mean, we're not looking at like it was a major motion picture. It looked like something off the CW. Right. No, I agree then, with that. And then, and let's not let's talk about the hospital scene where the, he rescues the baby. Right. CGI so, babies. So <laughs> it's not even that part. So the guy's fixing a sandwich for him. Oh. This is not how time works. Okay. He's able to run across. I know he's fast, and he saves all these babies. <laughs> and before he even does that. He's already saving other people that, you know, the ground's falling and everything. Right. And then he meets. He talks to Alfred. He yep. talks to Alfred for like a few minutes. Yeah, talks to Batman Does, for a few minutes. Talks to Batman. Then the building collapses. So he saves all them, puts them all nice and neat. And then he talks to the lady who's the nurse. And then he runs back. And the guy's. No, he also talks to Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then he runs back, and the guy's still making a sandwich. I get he's fast, but maybe uh, that that if in regular time, maybe that would took a half hour, forty minutes, forty five yeah, minutes. Maybe. Right, right. Okay. So the guy would be still making the sandwich. I mean, it's it does not work that way. I mean, maybe if they would have said, okay, he went back in time a little bit. <laughs> I think that's what happened. You're just supposed to. Yeah, that. maybe. I mean, it was just. <laughs> Dumb. It made no fucking sense. He could have gone back in time and saved the babies from ever falling, but instead he went back in time to just <laughs> grab his sandwich just right when it's hot off the, the, the panini. It was so stupid. I'm like, like, who likes this shit? So already at that point, I'm like, okay, this movie's going to bite. Right. I was surprised that once it really got started, I got, you know, started being really good. So Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, the I enjoyed. I, I liked Ezra Miller playing the two parts better than I thought I would. Right. I, I, I like. I agree I, with that. You know, I forget if them. it wasn't for that was Ezra everything Miller? else, all the other nonsense, all the baggage, all that bullshit. If they said, "All right, we are doing another Flash movie with Ezra Miller," I'd be like, ah, "Okay." I'm like, "It's not our first choice, but okay." At this point, like, uh, it's he did his best to right the ship, and where he was hated before, he comes off as likable, right? You know, like, like so he toned all the stuff people hated in the Snyderverse, all the like. You know, uh, ADD stuff that he did in the Snyderverse movies—they right. really toned down, and they kind of addressed it with you know his younger self, right? Right, like he like basically like he's grown out of it. You know, he even says like I can understand why people get so you know uh, right. annoyed Annoying. by me yeah. because you know if this is how I act like a total doofus all the time. So there's that the uh, the Michael Keaton stuff uh, like I kind of you know fanboyed about it, but you know. Somebody like Alex 
or you know my kids it's like uh, they they have watched the first Batman movie and, and and the first Batman movie today does not hold up it doesn't age well right right, right. so uh, the, I'm wondering you know when they're showing all this stuff in the marketing you know the bat plane and the and the the 90s Batmobile or 1989 Batmobile like is that you know who are they marketing that to you know like kids or you know anybody under 30 right that's not their batman anyway right so it's like they're marketing to 50 year old men man child right right <laughs> they're they're marketing to 50 year old men which is probably a misstep to begin with <laughs> um uh that being said the michael keaton stuff was great right uh, even the stuff with Zod, I thought it, it's kind of genius bringing Zod back in that vein right. and, and the whole thing with, you know, because Superman wasn't there, uh, the, and, and they didn't say this, but, and I'll get to that. Uh, I'll hold off on that. The, uh, but the fact that, you know, without Superman, they, they've got to team up and take out Zod. So they got to use Zod again without having to build another villain. Right. Right. And so it was nice that you didn't have to go through this whole villain origin as well through the whole thing. You got yeah, to kind of right. piecemeal this, you know, piecemeal the, the bad guys at the end. So, yeah, I was thinking uh, and maybe maybe that's what I was missing, Brian, is what you said, that you didn't have a villain origin in this. Cause I was like, there was, you know, yes, Zod was the villain, but it, it was almost like there was no real main villain in here. You know, it was so it was kind of not that he was an afterthought or whatever, but it was just sort of like like the Flash never fought Zod. Supergirl fought Zod, but the Flash never, I don't think, barely laid a hand on him. So, you know, it was one of these it was kind of weird that he, you know, the main villain was maybe a little bit Zod, a little bit of, you know, whoever that was, the shadow purple Flash or whatever. the Dark Flash or whatever. Dark Flash or whatever. Um, but there was kind of no main villain for the flash other than the flash was like, Oh, I screwed stuff up. I got to fix it. That was kind of the villain was his mistake more than anything else. Sort of. Oh, well, and I think uh, what I was going to say a second ago, I wish they had done a little more foreshadowing, right? Because instead of dark flash pushing him out of the chrono bowl, I don't know why everybody calls it the chrono bowl now, but it's a stupid ass name, but Everybody refers to it as the Chrono Bowl, right? Right. Instead of Dark Flash pushing uh, uh, Barry out of uh, the Chrono Bowl, you know, eight years early or six years early, however many years early it was, uh, it would have been nice if he just couldn't get any further in that timeline. And that's where he got spit out. Mm. And then you realize he couldn't go any further because that whole timeline ended. Gotcha. So it was like the final exit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it, he he can't go back to the current day because that universe doesn't exist. It all gets destroyed. Oh god! So yeah, I thought that would have been kind of I don't know me armchair quarterbacking it. I would have a uh, uh, I felt like that would have been a better uh, kind of explanation or at least foreshadowing as to oh well that's why he couldn't go forward right. any further. You know so. So yeah, uh, so Flash decides to go back in time and uh, meets his uh, younger self. Says, "Oh, we got to make sure that the younger self gets hit by lightning and the chemicals to create the older self in the first place." And in doing so, the younger self gets powers. The older guy loses powers, and you know, insanity ensues after that. Right? Yeah, um, a little Freaky Friday, a little Freaky Friday-ish type stuff. Uh, and then they go try to find Batman. Um, 
to uh, to to help fix everything. Um, you know, one of the things that was kind of funny was the uh, I thought uh, Back to the Future jokes and it about Eric yeah, Stoltz yeah. as being the uh, lead in that Back to the Future. I thought that was kind of a again see, a little again, bit of a deep another. Cut. That's a deep cut, yeah. right? And it's like how how many viewers would have picked up on Eric Stoltz? Right. Why is that know, funny? in that in yeah. that in that right? I mean, yeah. But again. I picked up on it, so yep. you know what I'm gonna say. Let me let me ask you a question. Axe. So, how does this is where it gets a little wonky? The whole time travel thing gets a little wonky, more so than usual. So, how does you go back in time and you save your mom, but you make Bruce Wayne <laughs> get born earlier? I mean. Because Bruce Wayne now, instead of being, I mean, he's twenty years older than he right, should right. be, and he, so how does that change? It's just spaghetti, that? just spaghetti. He, I know that's what I love. It's like it's just spaghetti. I mean, I'm like, oh, uh, I don't think well, that's how that works. It's really more the Marvel-like time travel thing than it is the DC time travel, right? So you can't. It was a uh, that fixed point. That fixed point in in. Where the Wall- spaghetti, then, yeah, where the spaghetti, yeah, spaghetti crosses. crisscrosses. So when Barry's there in Barry's universe, his mom dies. There's no, uh, there's no fixing that. It right. is a fixed point. So the minute he fixes it, or the minute he goes back and changes it, the reason he's able to change it, the reason he once he does change it, whichever he, it, it's a different universe. So in his universe, that that was a fixed point. In another universe. There was a there was a way to save his mother, right? She wasn't de- de- destined to die right. in that other universe, so he didn't he didn't go back in time. He went back in time and hopped universes. But how gotcha. does that make Bruce Wayne get born earlier, to where he's an well, old he, man? He it's says basically it's a, it's it's an alternate universe, and in that universe, Bruce Wayne his parents he jumped into another universe. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't know how he humor. got home. I don't know how he got back well, from that. He didn't. That's the whole point of the ending. Right. He didn't. He went to right. another universe. Right. 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 Because again, he he didn't learn anything from the first time. So this. So the next time he decides to to save his dad and get his dad out of prison. Well, he he again. Then he doesn't understand why he didn't go back to his universe. Right. So he altered it again. So. Uh, you know the well. Let's talk about Supergirl real quick. I enjoyed yeah. the Supergirl stuff. Yeah, I did too. I actually like I like that actress. I like the way she looked. The, the costume looked good. I thought she did a really good job, and I, I preferred her over Superman. I, I thought that was a, a better choice. That was interesting. Yeah. Alex, any comment um, on Supergirl? Yes, she's there. All right, there Uh-oh. you go. Well, Alex, oh Alex was very critical of this movie. Was he? I was not. I gave it a, just a seven out of ten on on or three point five on Letterbox. It's not bad. I just think here's my thing. I think we've been so mistreated by DC that this little light of hope, this <laughs> this shiny, we like. It's like a flash of the light. La- it's like in the Last Crusade. We walked into the little temple with all those cups and we picked the shiniest one we could see and said, yes, this is the saving grace. When it's just, it's just okay. Like, it's, 
I don't think it's, I think in a week, I won't remember it. Hmm. I'll remember yeah, aspects. But, right. I, but it's like, my thing with like Sasha Kai's Supergirl, do I think she did a good job with what she was given? Absolutely. Did I give one shit when she got stabbed? No, not even care. a little bit. Didn't care. Like I didn't humans. care when young um, Barry was upset about it. It's just like, it's up the movie's fault. Like I said, this is a competent made movie. I think, I think Brian's right. Andy Muschietti is going to do a great job with Brave and the Bold. I think that's going to be super competently made as long as it doesn't do the, the purposeful bad CGI like this movie does. Uh, I think there's 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 moments. It's just like eh. <laughs> fair enough. Keaton's Batman felt like a gimmick. It, it was a gimmick. Uh, it totally was a gimmick. But you know, I was I was worried that I liked yeah, I was worried that he was going to ruin the movie by hamming it up too much. Uh, but I yeah, thought he uh, did a pretty good job. I, I he, he didn't distract from the movie to me. He he has his he has my favorite scene in the movie when he's talking about Barry about like you saved your parents and I would I you actually did it. Like that's my favorite scene in the movie by far. It's so good, but it's just like, there's just part of like, it's just, it, it, it doesn't hit the nail exactly. And I think maybe it's, I don't know. It didn't, it either needed to be, uh, I teetered on multiverse of madness for me and competency. And I, anytime that movie comes into my line of sight where I can see something reflecting, I'm like, no bad, go away. (laughs) Like there's, See, I, I thought this, end, was, we'll this was much better than, I don't know, the, uh, the last five Marvel movies. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've lost track yeah. of how many bad movies. It's better than, than it's not I better mean, than aside Guardians from Guardians. Guardians aside yeah. from Guardians, and, and you don't really count Spider-Man because it's Sony, but the actual Disney Marvel movies, Phase 4 and Phase 5, this is probably better than Phase 4 and 5. Shang Chi, uh, Shang Chi's better, but that's my ooh, God. I hate that movie, but <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> again, with like the deep, the, there was this these deep cut things that kept happening in the movie. See, so you had Keaton, which is not a deep cut, but it's right. like you know who's it marketed for, right? Uh, the Eric Stoltz back uh, Back to the Future thing. It's like when they say that, when they name check Eric Stoltz, I mean, who the hell even knows who Eric Stoltz exactly. is other than right? Right, right. than us. We haven't we been in a movie since like you know ninety two, so you know it's like well who got that reference right? And then they wouldn't explain it, but you know who got that reference right? And then you know you get uh, George Reeves Superman. Oh right! Oh spoiler alert! Whoa. Yeah, spoiler alert oh. at the end where we see the oh, different sorry. multiverses. Sorry, yeah, towards the end you get different multiverses, and so. You see George Reeves Superman, which, uh, you know, uh, how many people know that there was a black and white Superman? Right. Right. Or, or that he killed himself because he hated Superman. Well, well. <laughs> well that's uh, problem. Or, you know, then you get Adam West super, uh, Batman, which, you know, everybody knows Adam West. I'm sure uh, the Adam West 60s Batman. Right. I wish we'd seen like a Max Fleischer Superman. Yeah. No. I would have taken Max Fleischer Superman over George Reeves oh, Superman. Oh no, no! I would have, yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen the George Reeves Superman, and then the uh, the old Batman, ser- the serial Batman with the horns, like seeing them the together, horns, yeah. like fighting crime together. That would have been cool. Oh, that would have been, been cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. Um, then we see, you know, uh, you see the guy that played um, 
Jay Garrick in the Flash TV show is playing Jay Garrick again here, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't Jay Garrick. Garrick. He was Zoom. That was a right. Weird so choice. it's like that was a weird choice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Grant Gustin, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Grant Gustin didn't make it in. Didn't make ten, it in, which is ten ten weird. years of his life <laughs> for fuck all. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it into the 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 multiverse scene, um, which is you, weird because. Uh, Ezra Miller actually made it into his show. So right. that was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, then you had, uh, well, you had uh, Helen Slater and uh, Christopher Reeve, Superman and Supergirl show up. Very neat. And people are mad about that. Right. Yeah. People are mad that they're using, you know, uh, dead celebrities for cameos. But you know what? I was telling Alex this. Isn't that, I mean, once you're dead and gone, as an actor, you want to be known, you know, you want to be mem- memorialized. You want to be, you know, immortal. And this, you're immortalized with this. So I think as an actor, I think they would be happy with it. I don't know why people well, are getting so upset about it. I mean, and I'm sure they probably reached out to their families. Yeah, they probably absolutely. had to get permission for their likenesses and everything. Yeah, absolutely they did. So who so. cares? So, I mean... It was a nod to him. It was. I'm. I'm sure. You know these these guys will. They will live on. I mean, like George Reeves. Who the fuck knows George Reeves? I mean, but he lives on in this role. You know. I mean, I wish the Adam West scene he had been running with the bomb. (laughs) That would have been great. Or the shark. I feel like that was. That that should have been a little bit longer, at least, because you kind of miss it. You blink and you miss that one. I'll be honest with you. That when when George Reeves when I heard the announcing, the announcer the old classic Superman announcer, and then you saw George Reeves. That took me back. I mean, that that was like... PMR said that's this was like my childhood. That was <laughs> it right there, man. I was like... He, that's my PMR childhood. I didn't know about in the In the early 90s, <laughs> loved black and white George Reeves. 1940s Superman. Did you yeah. not? Did you not? Like, <laughs> but the really deep cut, uh, Brian, is George the one Reeves? they spent all the time with, right? Yeah, and this, oh. that's what I was leading up to. Is So they spent... Uh, it was probably like 90 seconds to like two minutes. They did... Uh, the Nick Cage Superman lives like fight sequence of him and the, the spider, right? Yeah, which, which was from a Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith script that John uh, Peters. Uh, yeah, right. John Peters. There is, and so there is. It's not the best quality, but from like, and I've been watching. I haven't finished it yet, but from like 2016, there is a documentary. Yeah, and it's it's called the Death of Superman Lives. And he and the guy interviews John Peters and Kevin Smith and, and uh, Tim Burton, and like, oh, they get in, they get into all of it. Who's the guy that made that documentary? Oh, some I don't fan know. He is weird as hell. Yeah, some fanboy uh, yeah. did it. He he passed away. I used to watch him on YouTube. He was ah, really cool. There you go. How did how did he die? Uh, I think cardiac arrest. What what? Was it from nodding? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Damn, when you see this documentary, he That's just hmm, interesting. He nods constantly, <laughs> like it's like stop showing yourself in the screen because all he's doing is nodding all the time. General nod, um, but you can see, general nod. You can see it's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, there's one. There's two on there. One is just making fun of him. So it's like it's the <laughs> it's the first ten minutes of the documentary, and then it's just weird outtakes of him and like his uh, idiosyncratic like mannerisms. For the the remainder of like the the 120 minutes, the um, 
And then there's one that has Spanish subtitles. Watch the one with Spanish subtitles. That's the one that's actually that's the, the, uh, the documentary. Um, but the spider was actually called a, uh, what, a Thanagarian snare beast. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't want to call it a spider. They're like, whatever you do, don't call it a spider. It's got to have eight legs. It's got to have a mandible. <laughs> but don't call it a spider. So that's why that's why Kevin Smith called it a Thanagarian uh, snare beast. But um, you see Nick Cage Superman with the long hair fighting the Thanagarian snare beast yeah. uh, from that movie that never got made. Right? Right. So, again, like... When, when people, people are watching, just watching this, it. and suddenly yeah. Nick Cage is in a Superman costume, I wonder how many people are like, "What the uh, fuck is happening?" Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "What well, is stunt casting?" Like they must have, yeah. somebody must have owed Nick. Well, Cage you know what? <clears throat> All those years of wasting our lives reading this shit paid off. That's what I feel like. Yeah, there you go. Now you knew every <laughs> reference there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we knew every reference, but like, yeah, I, the John Q. Public, I'm sure, did not. So. And it's just, it was just, there were some interesting choices made with this film up to the very last sequence. Right. <laughs> right. And so I saw, we've well documented, I got to see the Flash movie uh, about six weeks ago, yeah. right? Uh, at a screening. And oh, when yeah, I saw it, right. when I saw it at the screening, different. Yeah. Well, that's what we get into. Everything was the same up to, you know, Barry saves his dad. Barry walks out of the courthouse. Barry gives that weird statement to the reporters. Barry walks down the steps. Barry gets a phone call from Bruce Wayne, right? And Bruce Wayne says, I'm going to, I'm pulling up right now. And he gets out of the car and you see all those people, the paparazzi taking photos and stuff as he's getting out of the car. And then it cuts to Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller goes, well, who the fuck is this now? Right? Because he doesn't recognize Bruce Wayne. That's where it stops. Hard stop. Interesting. Okay. Cut to black. So, and we got no credits, and so no post-credit scene. Right. Right? So, everything else in the film is exactly like what we saw this weekend. Gotcha. But that's where it stops, right? And so, I think they were doing it because they're, like, trying to get buzz. Oh, they're going to introduce the new Batman in this movie. Yeah. Right? They should have used for introducing me that movie. Well, and maybe maybe yeah. there was a, a point where they were trying to. Now there is a story that that um, our uh, our friends at TMZ broke. The Indian Wire broke. Our colleagues at TM, <laughs> TMZ broke that uh, <laughs> or the Hollywood Reporter. I'm sorry, the Hollywood Reporter. Thr. Uh, Thr. Unless it's the Indie Wire, I don't. Know. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't Indian Indian wire. wire. It's Indian Wire. Indian Wire. <laughs> All right. So uh, before he does an Indian, <laughs> I'm restraining <laughs> myself now. <laughs> Let me just jump in before somebody does an Indian accent. Um, so uh, <laughs> when Gunn was hired, this is the quote: When Gunn was hired, uh, uh, he completely scrapped the new ending, which featured Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill. Michael Keaton and Sarah—is it Callie or yeah, Supergirl? Supergirl. And uh, instead, opted to insert the former Batman actor as the little nod to uh, to the canon George Clooney. So originally, yeah, you were going to have two Batman standing there, right? No, no, I'm sorry. You were going to have Gal Gadot, uh, Superman, Batman, and Supergirl all standing there. 
right, right. Uh, to welcome Barry home, right? So basically, uh, three out of the four, you know, made it right. through the, through the universe, and then um, James Gunn like scrapped it and said, "No, put in George Clooney." So now I think, but I think to PMR's point. There was probably a point where they were like, well, if we have a Batman cast by that point, we can throw him in there. Yeah, maybe. We don't. Here's a just a wink to that to that, you know, you know, to uh, that yeah. storyline or that um uh film, the old canon. But um the again, like how many people <laughs> Well, I mean, how many people like Alex's age know who George Clooney is? When's the last time right, George right. Clooney's been in a film that wasn't, you know, like some rom-com or some like, you know, heavy Oscar bait drama, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, the age of streaming, I think most people know who George Clooney is. Well, I mean, we all George Clooney is they, Batman. But yeah, how many of them know Clooney is Batman, know the connection uh, of Clooney is Batman or saw the Clooney Batman film? Probably nobody. Right. right. So, again, just another weird sort of choice. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I, I almost think that's, and again, I, I'm a big Snyderverse fan and everything. I would rather have had this ending so that, like, okay, well, if, if I would have had, uh, you know, Henry Cavill and those people in there, it'd be like, oh, well, the Snyderverse exists with, with the Flash and everything still. Almost, but now this is like, well, the Snyderverse exists. There's no Flash or anything, and Flash is now right. in this George Clooney verse. So he's kind of, it's sort of like to me that makes the most sense out of all the the three or four endings that I read about it. It's like, yeah, just kind of make it a goofball ending and keep Flash in his own little universe with a goofball George Clooney and everybody right. else lives separately. It's it's really a hard stop. I mean, yeah. that's the whole yeah, thing right. is it's a hard stop. Yeah, because if you had the new Batman in there. Would you kind of say, oh, well, Flash went back in time one more time and he's stuck there now? Yeah, because you don't want Ezra Miller with the new Batman, I'm assuming. Right, yeah. right. So you couldn't do that, even if you had the cast. So, yeah, so now he's screwed it up again. You know, he's off on this other universe. We're not, but that's the thing, too, is we're not going to get a Flash movie. Like, this is also saying, look, right. the yeah. Ezra, Miller, Ezra Miller's done. Uh, right. This Flash is done. The Snyderverse is done. Uh, you got your last hurrah, you know, it's done. It's yeah, over. Because cool. they're not going to go back and, ex- they're not going to, definitely not going to cast Clooney as, as Batman in a Flash movie. Right. Like, right. so, uh, you know, it's, it's, this was their way of saying, all right, we gave you, this is the end of the Snyderverse, you know, <laughs> like, you won't see any of these people ever again. Right. Which I think and is I, fair. And I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I thought that was a perfect ending to the Snyderverse. It was a it was a nice nail in the coffin. It was like done, you know. It's, what a coffin! That's the most ornate coffin and most expensive coffin ever made. Yeah, but you know, I mean, but you also got a, a definitive answer on what happened to George. I mean, uh, Michael Keaton. You know, his Batman's dead. So he I did. mean, he did. <laughs> so so I mean, fuck he died taking down a Kryptonian. Which is pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. So, there you go. It's More not, or less. I mean, he never really like, killed the Kryptonian. No, but he won the fight. <laughs> he got his ass so. kicked by a Kryptonian. It's a little less badass, but I get what you're saying. It's a little <laughs> less badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, so, yeah. So, you know, the only thing I will say is, you know, I'll give this a four out of five. 
Um, I thought it was pretty well done for what it is. So two things, and hopefully you guys will agree with me on it. Uh, you know, I feel good about Brave and the Bold because, again, not that every character in this uh, movie had, you know, a lot of screen time. I mean, Batfleck had no screen time whatsoever or anything like that. But I think he did a pretty honorable job with everybody having just enough to kind of get to know personalities or whatever, because you did have a lot of characters in here. And you didn't, again, you didn't fool with backstories or anything. You didn't have to say, oh, yeah, there's a Justice League and it's Batman and Superman and all that kind of stuff. He kind of, I thought that the, either the script or the director handled a bunch of different people pretty well. And... You know, the one uh, thing that we all complain about uh, is that uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, every fight scene took place in the daytime. You know, sure. there, so maybe that's why people yeah. are complaining about the CGI, because they, weren't, they didn't hide it with the nighttime fights and everything. So it's like, oh, yeah, every, I thought about this afterwards. It's like, you know, the baby falling scene, the, uh, the Russian scene, the General Zod scenes, all of the big fight scenes were all in during the daytime. And I yeah. thought that was a little unusual. I actually didn't mind the. the I, I didn't think the CGI was as bad as everybody keeps saying it was. I mean, it was. It was all right. It wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good either. <laughs> well, they, I mean, Black Panther had more CGI than that. So I'd say they're on par. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Did. I'll tell you one of uh, Alex mentioned his favorite scene. Would you like to know what my favorite scene was? What's your favorite What's scene? That? In the, uh, it, it was like a, I don't know. I, it was so, it was again, kind of an oddball choice. I wonder who did it. I think Keaton probably suggested it. But when they're in, when they're trying to get out of the Russian or Siberian, like, wow. you know, Stalag, <laughs> and he's got the, uh, and they're on the, the elevator. Right. And he puts the charge under it. And he goes, and he breaks out his tape measure, right. and he's, he's measuring the distance, and then he asks him how much they all weigh. Right. So he doesn't just blow them all up. He has to set the charge to the right, you know, right. Uh, the right setting to, to, to launch them, but not kill them all. Right. I was like, but he pulled out the bat tape measure. That was, pretty, was, uh, that was pretty good. Well, that was a throwback to the Kim Bassinger scene, where he asked Kim Bassinger, how much you weigh? Right. You know, when he... Because the grappling hook, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, I all right. What, I enjoyed that piece. What do, you, what do you give this movie, Brian? I'll give it four out of five. All right. Solid four out of five. I, I do have concerns. Somebody said this the other day that... And we kind of said this. I thought they were going to do this. But uh, they need to just dump Blue Beetle... And cancel Aquaman. Yeah. Just they do, they they need to cancel Aquaman. Shut down let's, Aquaman. Let's, let's talk about that last scene. That that yeah. incredible well, scene. Well, what before the fuck we do, was that. Yeah, but before before we do that though, all right. The the problem with all this is if you if you wanted Clo that Clooney ending to be the okay, this is the end right. of the Snyderverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't make another Snyderverse film. Right. Right. It's so weird. It's like they're it's like they they they're what that was for. boxing yeah. it up and, and locking it and then going, oh wait, we got to pull Aquaman back out because right. we got yeah, another right. film. You yeah, could almost say Blue Beetle out. is not Snyderverse, right? So I mean, you could you, you could just it could just be no no universe, right? And right. if he's just good, if he's good, tie it into the new universe. But if it's but 
the Aquaman film, it's like, I don't know why we're, they're making it. I don't right. know why it's it got delayed for such a long time. He doesn't want to play Aquaman anyway. He wants to play Lobo. You've got Super, Supergirl coming up. Put Lobo and Supergirl and cancel the Aquaman, Aquaman movie. It's I so think the Aquaman weird. movie's already made, though. It's already been filmed and done. Oh, it's so. done. It's in the yeah. can. It's yeah. done. Because you could get a, you could get a tax write off for it if you wanted it. Yeah. Well, Give I was it the say, treatment. Didn't, did they not say that test audience thought it was terrible? And, and oh yeah. Like, even <laughs> the uh, what was it? Peter Zafrin or Saffron? So that it's like the worst movie he's like in a long time that he's <laughs> ever seen. Or I mean, there is. Uh, it should not be made. Uh, but oh, you, well. let's cancel it. To your point, to the Ryan, point, our post credit scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, we the post credit scene is a drunken Aquaman question mark or is it Arthur Curry or is it Aquaman and Flash and I I was a little confused on if it was if it was trying to say that oh yeah this is Aquaman. Or is this Arthur Curry that Barry just happened to find and is almost like trying to convince him that he's Aquaman type thing? Well, I, th- I thought well, he wants to sleep too, in the puddle. Right, right. Well, I, yeah, and and he gives him the the ring. Atlantean ring. Right. Yeah. So yes, but it's, it was still a little unclear to me. Maybe I was just being oblivious. No, no, it was unclear to me too. It was just a terrible end credit scene. It wasn't funny. Right. It was just bad. I mean it. it yeah, very odd. And, and like you said, if if we're gonna put a Kill ultimate it. stop on on Snyderverse, I mean, they you shouldn't have had this character at the end. I mean, that was right. stupid. Much less another a whole other movie, right? Oh exactly. God! But I guess they probably no had to do that, quote unquote, to say, oh well, yeah. Aquaman two is still going to come out, and Arthur Curry but, in this universe is. Because maybe oh, the Flash is in too. Aquaman too. Who knows? You know, whatever. Here's oh the thing, God. too, though. Aquaman's coming out in December, I think. Something yep. this year. So why uh, why didn't we get a trailer? Yeah. Uh, uh, I just true. feel sorry for poor Cyborg. He's the one that really got. God, don't say that. He'll start whining again about it. Oh my God! Don't, don't get Ray Fisher started again. <laughs> All right, uh, PMR. What do you give this movie? I actually give it a four out of five. I actually really like the movie. I, I, I like the. You know what? We always say you go in with low expectations, and and you're never disappointed. I, I went in with low expectations, and I really enjoyed the movie. So. Well, except for Wakanda Forever. Oof. 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 I went in with low expectations. And I came out <laughs> <Yeah>. with lower. <laughs> yeah, that movie sucks so bad. It's, it's like it's, a Black Panther movie without Black Panther. I love it. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's like maybe. the uh, the what was the Pink Panther? The uh, search for the Pink Panther. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it was all clips of Peter Sellers because it was after he died. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's how this one. You know what though? I will say this. I would have rather them show me clips than the shit that we saw for Wakanda Forever. Look at that. Yeah. Ouch. And Alex, I would have taken. I would have taken clips. Alex, oh, did we so convince wrong. you to raise it from a three point five to a four? No. If, if, since we're on you the can't since, can't since we're on the pod since we're on the Podman scale, I gotta go for a three. Wow. Five. Three out of five. Down. Okay. Wow. Go 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 see it if you wanna, but it's fine if you don't. It's fun. You'll have a good time, and you won't remember it in a week. 
I see. I disagree. Now, I yeah. there's movies I, I agree that, like Mission Impossible. You can't. I can never remember. It's like Chinese food. Thirty minutes after I leave the Mission Impossible movie, I forget what it was about. <laughs> this movie, I still remember what it's about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I thought it was a. Again, I thought it was a better superhero flick than I've seen in a, a while. But I haven't seen Guardians three yet, so. Or, really or Spider-Verse. That's another thing we didn't bring up. I haven't seen what a Spider-Verse stupid, What a stupid release strategy to create to release another multiverse right, right. movie it's just three weeks after one of the most popular social media trends, like box office juggernaut of a movie that's come out all year. The highest opening day of the year. What were they thinking? What was the logic? Just get it like, out the door. You're talking about, oh, it's so stupid. So, so dumb. But it's fine. Spider-Verse is so good. Brad, you should go see that. It's way better. Oh, well, eventually, <laughs> at some point, when it comes on streaming, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It is good. Uh, all right. What else uh, What else we got? Uh, Alex, you've been watching some, uh, some Harrison Ford movies. You're preparing for the new Harrison Ford movie coming out, right? The new I, Indiana Jones? I am. I am. So right now I'm, I have to hold myself like short. We're going to, me and my, my girlfriend are, she hasn't seen all the Indiana Jones movies. So we're going to go through all of them in this next week. Yeah. We're going to do all, all four of them in the next week. Uh, and so kingdom of the crystal skull will temper her expectations before we go see dial of destiny. Go in with Uh, expectations. Yep. But for the meantime, I just was like, you know, I have never watched, another Harrison Ford movie outside of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go give it a crack. Wow. And so my, my, I watched the fugitive. Okay. Uh, I've Good watched movie. Patriot games. Uh, and I'm currently in the middle of watching air force one. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, need to watch for, regarding Henry. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what that is. Or uh, what was the uh, what lies beneath? No, 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 no. Witness. Witness. Oh, yeah. witness. That's right. Yeah. Are those yeah, good movies? Are all yeah, these good witness. movies? You like you like witness. You like regarding Henry. Uh, first off, the fugitive is so fucking good. Like, yeah, fugitive it's is good. so fucking good. Like, I could rewatch that movie like tonight and have just as good of a time as I did two nights ago. It was so good. I love Tommy Lee Jones made that movie though. He won an Oscar for it, yeah. and they made a spinoff movie of that movie called U.S. Marshals, which uh, my favorite not line. Very good. My favorite line: "I didn't kill my wife. I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like, "I don't care. I'm, I'm here to care. arrest you." Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, right. yeah. It's just a really, really like good movie. The fact that like most of it's like dialogueless for Harrison Ford, and it's just yeah, <laughs> like all the set pieces are like super well thought out. The performances are like great. Like the how like lean and tight the script is is so good. It's just like a really fun movie, and the twists are great. Like, twist. ah. well, it wasn't really a twist if you'd seen the TV show. I had not. I had not seen. I hadn't seen the TV well, show. Well, when the movie came out in like '92 or whatever, you know the what well, the Fugitive TV show was like in the '70s, late '60s, no, early '70s. Yeah, late '60s. 
Yeah, so so you have unlike this where we're, we're in 2023, we're calling back Flash to a movie right. that came out in 1989. You know, 2023 to 1989 is a bigger gap than 1992 to 1969. Yeah, that's weird so, when you think yeah. about it. But at the same time, like people, you know, it's a twist for you that the one-armed man killed his wife. What? But Spoiler. What? That was that was four seasons of the Fugitive TV show or whatever it was. So first, Jesus, first TV show that had a had a uh, series finale. You know that? Oh, didn't know. Yeah. That. Oh. I did not know yep. that. I also learned that Temple of Doom was the reason reason PG thirteen was invented the other day. Ah, yes, uh, there's some now, debate there, right? Gremlins. Yeah. Well, it, they came out the same year, so right. Yeah, Gremlins. Yeah, it was. Temple of Doom was the first movie that got a PG thirteen rating. Yes. Gremlins. Gremlins caused it. Yeah. Gremlins. They wanted. They were like going to rate it R. Um, Spielberg like petitioned. All this kind of stuff, and they got it rolled back to a PG. Um, but it was like that was the it was a one trick pony. He, that was his one get out of jail free card. The, but then by the time Ian Jones and the you know the Temple of oh Doom. my god Tem, no, Temple of Doom came out, it was like no, nah, we've created a new rating. It's PG thirteen. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Stephen. Harrison Force got a lot of fun facts under his belt, but yeah, Fugitive is really good, and Patriot Games is really good. That's a really good movie too. Like just super fun, but still, it's weird to watch these action movies from the '90s. Like it's a category. Like '90s film isn't something I'm like super caught up on. I feel like I'm pretty well versed in popular like '70s and '80s film. Like '90s film, I kind of ignore it as like the like the uncle that you don't talk to at Christmas. It's like you go over there. But what uncle is that? <laughs> we don't need to go over that. The action, <laughs> the action movies in the nineties was uh, really schlocky. I mean, it was yeah. really kind of bad. Oh, no, it was, but like all these movies I'm watching, like they're great. Like they're just like they're maybe yeah, some of them are B movies, but like there's always a good heart at the center of them. And like the have gross- you seen Demolition Man yet? <laughs> no, I haven't watched Demolition, Demolition Man. What? Wow. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's on my list. It's fine. No, my but my like, favorite nineties. I, I'm assuming it was '90s uh, bad action movie is uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Hard Target. I, Hard Target. I adore that movie. No. It's so horrible. It's so horrible. Where he's got he's got the uh, Louisiana accent and the, and the mullet. mullet. Directed no. it was John Woo's first American movie that he directed. Oh god! The best, the best '90s action movie by far, and the best guilty pleasure ever is Con, Con Air. Yeah, I knew. You gotta watch Con it's, Air. It's next after Air Force One. I thought, why not just go Con ahead and Air keep going with the planes, then snakes on the plane, and yeah, just go with an yeah. airplane theme. But Con yeah. Air is the best. Yeah, but Patriot Games. Well, and here's the problem, though. You're both wrong. Uh oh. Because the best '90s action film, Eric Roberts' Best of the Best. Ah, uh, no, I've never even heard of that. Oh, you need to watch Best of the Best. It's great. It's a, yeah, it's a uh, karate-ish type movie, martial arts movie. Yep. Uh, Team USA gets rid of a personal go- gets rid of their personal ghost while fighting Team Korea in a Taekwondo championship. Adversity oh, overcome. Okay, maybe I don't want to do nineties action. No, you should. Best of the Best is fantastic. But back to Patriot Games. Oh yeah, it's really great. It's so fun. <laughs> like. I like man, like I just 
I just love I loved it. It okay. was so like there's <laughs> I loved it. I just, uh, yeah, I'm like apparently so. There's just something like there's just there's like this like old nostalgia. It's like there's this weird like it's like West Wing patriotism that I just like there's something about it that's so charming and like innocent to me. Like it just is it's I don't know so what nice. you're talking about. Bro. I don't know. It's just like this feeling I get. I get all like warm and fuzzy inside when I watch watching Patriot. What the fuck? Man? That's called that's called Reaganomics. Yeah, oh you, you love Reaganomics. God. Like man, like it's just like so good. Like okay. it just it, it tickles an itch I didn't know I had. You know, oh, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> you tickle that itch away. You need to go yeah. check out Family Ties. You'll love Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael P. Keaton or uh, Alex P. Keaton. I've watched Alex all of watched Family all Ties. Ties. I've watched every episode of Family Ties. Ugh. He was on like Family Guys. Uh, family Ties kick about five or six years ago. Yep, I've watched all of Family Ties. Um, but yeah, and then Con uh, Air. I'm Air sorry, Force. Con Air is, is by far the best '90s action movie. Air Force ever. One's pretty great, guys. I'll take The Rock over Con Air any day. What? You're fucking insane. No, I'm not. Connery. Uh, 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 Ed Harris. No. Uh, what's uh, the Candyman? Cole Meany. Cole Meany, Candyman. He was in Con Air. Or do you like? Uh, what was it? Uh, 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 the guy that played Doogie Howser? He wasn't in that. What was Neil that? Patrick Harris? No, what was the other guy? Who's in Con Air? <laughs> well, uh, there, um, Patrick Dempsey? Was he? Patrick Dempsey. No, uh, it was, uh, was John Cusack, right? Ah, John Cusack. That's he was right. the straight guy. <laughs> None of no, these okay. are so that's definitely not Neil Patrick Harris. No. None of these are sounding as good as fucking Jim Gordon with a Russian accent fighting Harrison Ford, right. the president of the have United you, States. Yeah, <laughs> but have you watched The Rock, Alex? I have watched The Rock. I do love The Rock. Okay. Have you watched The Rock under the lens that Sean Connery's character is actually James Bond? Yeah, that's what made me want to watch it. I kept hearing that. I was like, I gotta watch this movie. And it makes so, sense. Okay, makes sense. watch, watch Con Air. Yeah, well, watch Con which Air. One you like better, guys? I got a lot of Indiana Jones movies to watch. That's true. And I'm gonna have a really good time right. watching them because there's not one of those movies how that's was, bad, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> how do you think they're gonna tell us? What, what do you think their explanation is gonna be for Mutt Williams' death? Will they tell us how Mutt died? <laughs> Overdose. I'd address it. <laughs> Heroin. I don't think they do. I don't think they'll address it. <laughs> It's been a while. He's in, I, he's in jail. He essentially abused a woman. <laughs> I may he have could seen have taken a bad uh, a bad trip at Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I may have seen Lost Ark relatively like in the past five years, but I don't think I've seen the other ones anytime recently. So Last Crusade's be- the best of them. Best no, of all of them. You know what, Alex? I used to say the same thing. Last Crusade. But Raiders. if you go back, yeah, if you go back and watch Raiders, Raiders is just, it's I don't just know, a classic. Man. It just seems so authentic. Last yeah, Crusade I, is, is a good movie, but it, it doesn't seem as authentic as Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've watched The Last, Last Crusade three times this year. Yeah, I, I love that I, movie. I do. I love, I love so Last much. Crusade. But, but uh, when you look at Raiders is the one, film, yeah. Yeah, Raiders is, is okay. a, 
perfect film. It's, it's also my favorite but film. Somehow or another, Short Round shows up at every movie premiere that Harrison Ford is oh, at. Looking for an autograph and a photo op. You got me all Harrison! Harrison, over here! <laughs> no, he doesn't. He always sneaks up. He gets a camera crew, yes. and oh he sneaks God. up on Harrison Ford. Yes. I'm waiting for Harrison Ford to like clock him. Right. <laughs> I would give real money. When I saw that clip the other day, I was like, are you fucking for real? You just did that like three months ago. Everybody's sick of your ass. Dude. Come up there and sneak up on Harrison Ford. And go, <laughs> yeah, everybody's hands. sick of that shit. Short oh, round. Jesus Christ. Short give it a round. fucking give, yeah. give it a rest, man. Oh, yeah. on. Stop Coordinate it. some stunts or something. Don't don't do don't now, he's got a hug and you you can see Harrison Ford's like so annoyed by uh, it. He's like, oh god, this guy. Don't again. do don't do <laughs> don't do Kiki Kwan like that. I don't, yeah, don't know what his like, name is. All I know is he's short round and he's fucking <laughs> <just> annoying. <laughs> he's annoying. I'm just calling him annoying from now on. God, uh, leave him alone. Leave him alone. He, is milk. No, he needs to leave Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's gonna get a uh Restraining uh, order. Restraining order against dumbass. <laughs> Tell Kalista I said hi. <laughs> hi, I'm back. I'm here to How's Kalista? Hey, hey, Indy. I love that. Like, after he hugs, hugs, turn to the reporter when they say, Mr. Ford, go, you call him Dr. Jones. Mr. Ford, Alex, so since you're going on this, uh, this Harrison Ford kick, uh, have you been? Have you watched Shrinking? I have. Oh, I hate that fucking show. <laughs> uh, we couldn't hear you, Alex, from uh, your father's betrayal. <laughs> Confessing. Uh, yeah, he's so good in Shrinking. Yeah, he's so uh, good in it. Uh, yeah, he's great. It's a great show. Ford, Harrison Ford's a national treasure, and anything he's in is fucking amazing. Uh, and I don't give a shit. Just, uh, just hope he's not in a plane because he tends to crash those. <laughs> The, and live and well, live, motherfucker. Well, when you're stoned out of your mind, when you're flying a fucking plane. Fuck yeah, you just bounce hey, around. That's, you wish you were as badass as Harrison Ford. Oh, God. Huh. That's a legend right there. That's an old, tired old man right there. Fuck yeah, he is. We're going to see an 80 year old man in an action movie in like <laughs> yeah. that's, not that's not good. That is so bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, Holy no, shit. leave That's him like alone. Watching Wilford Brimley on the fucking screen, but Cocoon Wilford three. Brimley was like twenty years younger. <laughs> leave him alone. He's gonna be. It's gonna be fucking great. Leave Leave him alone. So it's gonna uh, be hope the de-aged Indiana Jones works out well for him. People be bitching about that. People gonna be bitching. Now, Alex, since we're talking Indiana Jones as well, uh, Dial of Destiny's not getting great reviews. I don't care. don't care. <laughs> I'm almost more excited for the Bethesda Indiana Jones video game. Ah, yeah, it's going to be cool. But at the end of the day, I haven't watched an Indian. Uh, the only movie I've seen, Indian indie movie I've seen in theaters is King of Crystal Skull. And as a kid, that was like the coolest shit ever. Oh, my God. It's, it's like a, once uh, a year, Raiders is back in theaters. I know. Yeah. I still have never gotten to see it. But it's like watching that, watching King of the Crystal Skull. I don't care what anybody says. As a kid, that movie rocked. It okay. still rocks. 
I have such a heart like that that movie has such a special place in my heart. I, so, I liked it until the monkey came. Shut up. <laughs> shut I, up. We know how influential it was on Alex because Alex went through his fedora phase. <laughs> I did. I love Indiana Jones. Which, man. by the way, so did his old man back in the eighties as well. <laughs> PMR's fedora face was more influenced by Duran Duran than than Indiana Jones. Alex, can you Yeah, he was hungry like a wolf. Alex, can you please remove your fedora for the Pledge of Allegiance? (laughs) God, no. I mean, at least I was like, I was seven, man. Is that seven seven years old in a fedora? I was 17, so it's okay. I, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I'm so yeah. excited that 16 years later, I get to walk into a theater and see an Indiana Jones movie yeah. again. Yeah, I don't I care if see it's... his old ass on the screen. You're gonna be like, oh my god! I can't oh express. I can't express to you how much I don't give a shit. I have no expectation. We'll be able to express it in a few weeks, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited. I'm just so tired. I'm who just get, tired. Who cares? That's great. <laughs> Indiana Jones is just like, I'm sitting on a bitch. I'm just tired. Who cares? It looks so, it looks so fun. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, my word to you guys all is it's an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Walk in and go have a good time. Yeah. Like it's Indiana fucking Jones. Yep. The last time you're going to get to watch it on the big screen, like yep. just, so they recast, so he dies and they recast him. Yeah, or they die and they just recast him as a CGI. You know, at one point, The Flash was your favorite comic book character as well. And That's right. I would say, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you would have been like, oh, my God, they're going to make a Flashpoint movie. My mind is fucking blown. I, and right. you know what? And when you I, gave it a three. And you gave it a three. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, Alex. Yeah, yeah I'd, go, prefer, man. I'd prefer just a Flash movie over a Flashpoint movie. Oh, like, okay. Brad, Brad, you need to make some... Brad, you need to pull out some clips of this episode to replay it in a month. <laughs> I know, brother. <laughs> After yeah, Dial of Destiny the, comes out. Yeah, Alex's Dial, Dial of Destiny comes back and haunts <laughs> It's going to be freaking an it's Indian. It's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be an Indian. It may not be great. Turd. It may, not be great. it may not be great, but it's going to be an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, and I, don't I like that attitude. Shit. I think it's good. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, just go to the movie right. and enjoy it. The man with the like, hat is back, the baby. That? The man with what? the hat is back. It doesn't matter. We're getting oh Indian. Do you remember that last movie? It was like <laughs> his little buddy that kept flip-flopping. It was like, I couldn't even keep up anymore. It was like, can we just stop? Can it was Ray Winston. Winston. Oh my god, that oh, oh, was oh. awful. What are you talking about? When uh, his uh, buddy, he was a bad guy. He's a good guy. And he turned into a bad guy. And he was a good guy again, but then he died a bad guy. I don't know. It's fucked up. What movie are we talking about? Crystal Skull. Crystal, Crystal Skull. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, Whatever. Yeah, it's it a bad. good. It's it's a great movie. It was just solid to pull that shit. Solid. <laughs> Dude. Actually, I really like Mutt Williams. I thought Shia LaBeouf did a really good job in there, but well, everybody you, else gives a shit. So. Hey, Saul is coming back for Dial of Destiny. Oh, yeah. He doesn't look great. He doesn't look good. 
They're all fucking 80, man. Leave them alone. <laughs> Just go there and enjoy having Indiana Jones back on the big screen. That's what Alex is saying, right? Yeah. You're oh, also, I've already you're got all... my tickets. I love, I love Indiana Jones. So I'm with Alex on this. I just, you know, I, I'm hoping it's one last hurrah instead of just one last <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always at- said, though, I've always said that they should have done Indiana Jones like they did James Bond yeah. and recast the character and kept them in the 30s and the 40s and, and kept them in that and kept them in that um, pulp, pulp uh, novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, or just have one movie that and that's either one. There's only, yeah. there's only one Indiana Jones. Well, we'll see. But, I mean, one. but on, on that same note, would you not like? I don't, Brad. You remember this from the seventies? Um, <laughs> Doc Savage. Doc Savage was very cool. That I mean, was at one time. That how was. Would you remember it from the seventies, PMR? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't remember it. I was in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the uh, made for TV. Brad used movie. to tell me about it. Uh, Brad used to tell me about yeah, it. I, I used to sit you on my lap and tell you stories about <laughs> Doc Savage. <laughs> uh, Ron e- Eli, Ely, whatever his name was, portrayed Doc yeah. Savage in a theatrical. Yeah, but you remember remember the. Uh, the, the book, the, the, the like the books uh, that came Marvel, out in the fifties. <laughs> but they were cool looking. They had the really right. cool looking covers and stuff. And uh, it was a cool character. It was a Pulp Fiction, not Pulp Fiction, but it was a Pulp uh, magazine. Yeah, yeah, magazine back in the day. I, I would like to see that those type of adventures again. Well, that was at one point. You know, call it thirty years ago. The uh, The Rock was tied to it. The Rock was going to be. He should have done that. I mean, yeah. he really should have. Instead of well, fucking well, and, Adam bullshit. But he would have cheesed it up. He would have, he would have cheesed it up and done the rockisms. Yeah. It wouldn't have been Doc Savage. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and his only real argument was it's like, you know, he's he's the man of bronze. Right. And the rock looks like he's bronze. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean it's the like, rock looks like Doc Savage. I mean right. there's no doubt about that. You may he may no be listening. Uh, yeah, I would like to see a good Doc Savage uh, franchise created. And yeah, again, yeah. you could break that. I don't know who owns all the rights, but you break that. You add the Phantom and all these other, the sh- uh, Shadow and all these oh, other yeah, people. Oh, yeah, that would be really Tarzan. Cool. Yeah, Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's probably rights are all over the fucking place, but it's kind of that same genre uh, that you would have the great uh, a movie like uh, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen starring Sean Connery. I mean, bring it back home, buddy. There you go. Yeah, that's actually a good idea, Brad. Thank you. All right, episode number one ninety five, one ninety six. PMR credits me with having a good idea. Well, basically, the 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 comic Planetary did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but they didn't do. Yeah, but they did it with other characters that they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, um, was it Doc Brass? Was was. What, was, I'm uh, saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is to do it with the actual character. Okay, Tarzan, I hear you. Phantom, Doc Savage. That's a great idea I had. I love it. I love it <laughs> I when love your it. plans come together. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, what do we have to look forward to next, other than Indiana Jones? Is that about it? You know what? I uh, I watched the uh, season. I just happened to catch it the season premiere of strange new worlds 
Oh. Uh, Star Trek. And uh, didn't realize that in the early Federation before Kirk, uh, it was just all women besides Captain Pike. It's just <laughs> odd. <Yeah. laughs> it's, uh, it's like they were like wax back then. The men were doing, men were on Earth they doing were, like important stuff. They were stuff. doing work. And so they I sent all their women out to space, you know, I'm just like, to, is there not like one other guy besides Spock on this show? I mean, it's like everybody's a little. Oh, wow. Yeah, Kirk, but you didn't like him. Well, no, yeah, you're right. I didn't like him. He's a weenie on there. So, I don't know. I just give up. I just oh, Brad, we have up. breaking news. Uh oh. Uh oh. They're going to make a Doc Savage movie. <laughs> oh, I, I was waiting for the intro music. Oh, wait. Oh, the, 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 the. Yeah. What's our breaking news? Breaking news: Ron Eaton hates women. That's oh, all. Oh, oh my god! god. No. All of that. <laughs> <sighs> you overplayed your hand, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you reach for the stars. <laughs> now Brad's never going to play that music. I know that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, Alex. I mean, whoever you cried are. wolf too much, man. <laughs> Something near and dear to me, Alex. Have you watched the new Transformers film? Yeah. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> He's not even responding. I refuse what to respond to. It. He is fucking. <laughs> he does not like Transformers. He hates Transformers as much as PMR hates women. <laughs> Did he just hang up? I don't know. He's Man, still there. He's ignoring you guys. No, he's not on the he's on Oh, no. Yep, no I see he, Alex waiting. Oh, I see Alex left. Now I see Alex joining. Oh, there he is. Oh, there, there he is. is. My phone died. Ah, okay. After that terrible joke. <laughs> yeah. My, my phone's good. about to die, too, at the hour and a half mark here. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, have you, have you right, seen Alex the new Transformers film? I haven't. It's all, I, I need to go see it and Elemental. Oh, you don't need to see Elemental. And apparently, it's got good reviews. I want to go see it. It's gotten terrible reviews. Oh, has it? I don't, yeah, yeah. I know who's seen it. It's like, it's so good. You should go see it. And I'm like, all right. All right. Well, Teacher's Transformers. Do you know what happens at the end of Transformers, right? <laughs> okay, PMR, just take a break. We're going to get another <laughs> review of Transformers here. Uh, no, no, no. Just a quick, because it kind of leads into my thing. What I was going to mention. So you know what happens to be the Transformers, <laughs> Alex, with uh, with GI Joe, right? Yeah, I saw the clip online. Yeah, uh, so you, mean you can see the clip online. You only have to see the movie. Yeah, I just looked it up on Twitter. Well, then there you go. Yeah, that's all you need to see. Dunzo. Uh, but so they we talked about this last week. Um, they stealth dropped uh, Skybound, which is Robert Kirkman's imprint. Stealth dropped. Um, they had a new book that started this week called Void Rivals. Mm. Void Rivals. And uh, nobody. it said there was going to be a spoiler. It was the start of a whole new universe. But he didn't say what it was. It ordered, they, uh, retailers ordered 100,000 copies. Um, so it's, it's probably the biggest like launch in, I don't know, five years, something like that, uh, for comics. But the big secret was that transformers are in the universe. So, so this universe is going to be void rivals book 
G.I. Joe and Transformers in a shared universe under Kirkman Skybound. Wow. So uh, this week, you know, after that came out, um, they announced that they're bringing back Larry Hama's uh, G.I. Joe, starting with issue 301 later this year. So it's the real American hero. The book that started in 82 is still going, which is pretty kick ass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. And Larry, yeah, Larry, I was writing it. Um, they, they're doing a mini series for Cobra commander, a mini series for Duke, and they're doing a new ongoing transformers book. Uh, and then the, the Cobra commander and Duke will lead into a modern GI Joe book. You know that'll run concurrent with a real American hero, which is the Larry Hama book. Well, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah. But, wow. And the, the thing is, you know, it's uh, with the the film, you know, hinting at GI Joe, the or not hinting, they, they name check GI Joe. The question uh, is, you know, what are we getting out of the uh, out of the Hasbro universe? But with Kirkman behind it, you know, you probably can't. There's probably nobody else that you could with a better like pedigree to do something like this. So, but yeah, so they, they stealth dropped the book or they didn't stealth drop the book. They, they, they stealth dropped the fact that transformers appear in it. And it's the first appearance of that shared universe. Uh, and then they came right back afterwards and said, okay, here's, there's four more titles that are coming out. One of which is Larry Thomas. G.I. Joe. So Damn. I can't believe they were able to well, stealth drop that, you know, that no one knew about it. That's pretty good. Especially in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. So the and he he hinted later on, like he hinted on, like before they went to like the cutoff stuff, like reorder cutoffs. He did make a, like a hint about it, um, that like this new universe may be more than meets the eye, like. Hmm. And so uh, that was where uh, people kind of like, uh, uh, and the, so it took it over the finish line because he did that right before the reorder cutoff, I believe, and so that pushed it over a hundred thousand units ordered so yeah pretty good guys damn so. that's pretty cool it is pretty fucking dope well should i go see the new transformers movie yeah brian says it's good but it's pretty know. good i mean it's 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 a transformers movie it's not as good as bumblebee um it's probably the third best transformers movie behind the first one behind bumblebee and then this one Okay. But it's better than the other three that came out. The other, so, yeah, other I like, four. I actually like uh, Transformers three. I yeah, did not. It's a lot of murder in that one. I yeah, remember, there's no murder in this one. I remember so when a, op, I like the scene in Transformers: Dark at the Moon where Optimus Prime like murders that murders. Uh, fucking Leonard Nimoy <laughs> after he's defeated him. He just Sentinel Prime. Yeah, he shoots him in the fucking head, just like no. I like I like Dark of the Moon. I thought that was really good. They did. Um, there's so many things that happen in this film that would contradict the original timeline. That it's it's the Bayverse is done. Like, thank God. Uh, I mean, if you're paying attention, you realize it's it's uh, there's well in the the last movie they reveal that Cybertron is Earth, right? Yeah, uh, not Cybertron. Um, Unicron is Earth. Yeah. Uh, well, in this film, Unicron's attacking Earth. So there, there's, if you pay attention, it's clear, clear. This is a different timeline. 
but um, or a different universe, but uh, not to the point where you know anybody else they probably wouldn't piece those things together. So it just looks like Transformers Eight, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. I've got one gripe. I mean, there was there. It wasn't. It's my one gripe is that at the end it wasn't Cobra when the guy brings him in and like, you know, um, offers him the job and everything, it would have been really cool if it was Cobra instead of GI Joe. Cause then if you did a Cobra movie, you'd get to see the inner workings of Cobra because yeah. we've seen GI Joe multiple times at this point. So but, yeah. I still like that snake eyes movie from two years ago. You do? You I go. do. I don't think I ever saw it. A, that's a that's a B action movie of our time. It is a B action movie. The problem is he kept taking his fucking mask off. <laughs> well, that's what well, the problem with all these movies now. Everybody takes their masks off. It's like God damn. You know? Yeah, I like in the shaky camp. Fuck <laughs> it. I was like, oh my god. It'd be one thing if like he had the mask off, gets mutilated, like he did in the comic books, and then he never takes it off again. Right. Uh, no, he's like every time he's like, oh, I get to oh, this fucking mask. Let me take this off. I can't breathe. Oh, it's like, why even have one if you're not just taking off all the fucking time? Yeah, it's a that well, movie's pretty fun. If you the best part it, of that movie though is Storm Shadow. Oh, absolutely. The, I, the script of that movie's pretty good too. Like that movie's like really just a good time. Like just a really really good time, in my opinion. I really had a great. I remember seeing that in IMAX by myself. <laughs> Friday night. I, was I like, got my uh, my Larry Hama sketch at uh, Joe Fest. Oh, that's cool. Tell him rap. G.I. Joe. I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan, so if the listeners don't already know. I know who Snake Eyes is. <sighs> but Sorry, do you know who Shipwreck is? I know Duke, because Channing Tatum played him. Duke. Mm. And died. And died. <laughs> and died. The Rock was in those movies, too. I remember that. Was he? Yeah, yeah he, was he was Roadblock. Allegation. Perfect. He was? Was he in oh, both yeah. of them? And Bruce Willis is in that movie, too. He, he plays the, the original G.I. Joe, Joe Colton. Ah. Yeah. He's got a kung fu grip. It's a deep history there. <laughs> hey, when, he, when he shakes Cobra Commander's hand, he just crushes it. <laughs> The uh, the first one was pretty okay. The second one was really just bad. Just really bad. They're both terrible, but I loved that first G.I. Joe movie as a kid. That I liked the first one. Yeah, I liked it too. You got into G.I. Joe there for a while, Alex. I did. I had a lot of toys. I remember. Yeah. yeah. You went through a G.I. Joe phase when that movie came out. Snake Eyes. So have I. Snake, Snake Eyes was so badass, man. And then the second movie came out, and we were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Alex was like 10 and he knew it was a bad movie. <laughs> I, I'll never forget the first movie I watched that I knew was a bad movie was Green Lantern. I remember walking out of that as a kid being like, God, that sucked. Like, yeah, I, and I stand by, has any, have any of you bothered watching the extended cut of Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get through the first cut. It's, it's 20 minutes longer. <laughs> However, you're not selling it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's 20 minutes longer, but the 20 minutes that's there explains all the weird shit that they don't bother explaining in the actual movie. God, I hated that movie. Specifically, a lot of the Hector Hammond stuff. Oh, God. So, I thought he, I thought, what's his face? Uh, Bill Skarsgård? 
Was that not one? Bill? Um, anyway, shit. I thought he did a pretty good job, and uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro was fantastic. Uh, it's just Ryan Reynolds and Taya Wadekiki kind of ruined it. Was the problem with those? Yeah. Well, Taika Waititi is is kind of fallen yep. <laughs> fallen flat. Or he reached for the stars at Thor four, and everybody hates him now. Oh well, and I guess in news, uh, Chris Hemsworth has finally started talking about Thor five, and he's not you know saying he won't do it, but he's basically <laughs> saying that they they got to come up with something original. It's got to it's got to pivot, uh, or else because I think everyone knows uh, Thor Ragnarok, not Ragnarok. Uh, Whatever. What was the last Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder was a shit show. Yeah. So. Besides that one black and white action sequence. You know what they could do? They could just have him wake up and think, oh, that was a bad dream. <laughs> That's PMR's oh, idea for up. everything. Yeah, just a bad dream. <laughs> just correct. Uh, Alex, did you listen oh, to the last episode? I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> nope. Not, I didn't even know you guys filmed an episode. Did anybody? <laughs> well, sure. I didn't know one knew. I've got a pitch for how to end fast X. <laughs> oh God! Just listen to the last. Listen to Just the last hour the last of the last. Episode. <laughs> I've got a pitch on how to end fast X. Please, please don't. No more. No more fast no, X just, talk, please. Now we're just rerunning the last episode. No, I'm just telling Alex to go listen to it. Alex and any listeners that didn't catch it yet, (laughs) go listen to my Fast X pitch. It's excellent. It's excellent. And I'll highlight it now. Wait a minute. (laughs) Alex, don't you fucking say it. What is it? And just wakes up from like a coma and just like, holy fuck, from like the first movie. He's like, what the fuck happened? We didn't get the VHS is dumb. We didn't get them. Yeah, and, and so essentially, I think PMR stole that idea from you, Brian, and said, I know. "Hey, Alex, PMR you know what would be a great idea? That's a great idea. Is that the idea? That's, idea? That's the idea. So, so something happens <laughs> at the end of the film, and Dom wakes up in a hospital bed. Okay, let's let's give a disclaimer for all the listeners who listen <laughs> you, to the last you can turn episode. it off now. You can, you can save it for the podcast now. now. <laughs> I'm just. This is solely for an audience of Alex. <laughs> can I leave? So, that's all it is anyway. Something happens to, to Dom. He, he, you know, you think he's dead. He wakes up in a hospital bed, but it's like it's first person perspective. And Letty's there, right? And she's like, you know, relax, take it easy. You know, you're probably groggy. You know, don't don't you know, don't overdo it. Whatever, right? And like she's talking to him, and then he like looks over and he sees like Roman in the hallway outside his room, and then. And then uh, he starts piecing it together, and then Tej comes in. But Tej is wearing, like, a lab coat. And Tej has got, like, his chart. And Tej is going over, like, you know, his, 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 uh, his brain scans, right? And you realize, what Tej is a doctor. And Lenny's his nurse. And Roman's, like, the janitor. <laughs> like, Why is so Roman the janitor? Why do you know gets Roman being the janitor? The black guy's got to be the janitor? What do you think Roman would be qualified for in a hospital other than... Why, why you say that? He's an orderly. Is that better? <laughs> That's better. So, so, but yeah, you realize that Dom, the first time he hit the, ni- the, the nitrous oxide switch, <laughs> in the very first movie, he careened into a wall and he's been in a coma for 20 years. <laughs> and so then, but up to this point, you still haven't seen Dom. Maybe you've seen his head, right? Just his head. But then they pan out and you see Tom and he's all just emaciated. 
<laughs> and real thin, like laying in the bed. <laughs> that's that's how you end Fast and the Furious. Uh, I wish they would end it like and that. It, ex- it explains why he went from boosting DVD uh, DVD players to you know an international spy. <laughs> it was all his coma dream. Uh, so. It would be better than the way they're probably going to end it, which is probably a around the dinner plate with a big bowl of spaghetti. Yep, family. You mean a pistachios? Uh, pistachios. Oh, pistachio. <laughs> oh Toretta, you did a great job. <laughs> I love how oh, you can take fly. <laughs> Pass me the pistachio. <laughs> you jump it all. You jump over everything. <laughs> Just like a Mario. All right. Well, I think this episode's probably named, you know, Pass the Pistachios. Yes, Pass the Pistachios. All right. All right. Well, Alex, I think you need to uh, find a perfect way to end the podcast here. You need to watch Con Air, son. And watch Con Air. But until next time, Alex. I'm saying for the podcast. Brad wants to get out of here. (laughs) 